All right, Robin Lambert, thanks for coming on. You're welcome. So, um, I asked you to come on for two reasons. Um, well, like, I guess plenty of reasons. We know each other from the gym. Mm -hmm. You've worked out with us. I actually first met your husband, Dave, um, who's a total bro, in my opinion, uh, and have engaged with the whole family over the years. So, but I was just on Facebook one day and I saw this picture of you probably like, Oh, I don't know. Like D Danny was probably like five or something. Right. I, I, and I could, I like see you all the time now. And I was, I forget, like, I, I just recognize this, the size of the transformation of, of everything. And I was like, and I had, you know, I, I guess you actually know Cody Davis. Mm -hmm. We, he and I had a similar conversation. We worked together. So, but what caused you to, to make this like a, a wellness lifestyle? Because you, you have a lot of stuff going on. Like what made you just like one day decided to do this? Well, it was the, the summer of 2016. We had a, a National Nursing Home Week at the nursing home. And uh, we were making cotton candy. I don't like pictures. I didn't do pictures. But somebody had took a picture of me, a side picture of me holding um, cotton candy. And when I saw that picture, it dawned on me just how large I had gotten. Um, at that time, I was 315 pounds, and I knew I had to do something. How did you feel at, at that, at like your just overall wellness level compared to now? I, I couldn't do anything but work and come home and nap. Um, I, wasn't, um, I wasn't fit for my family. Um, I didn't want to do anything with my kids because I was tired all the time. Um, my hips hurt. My back was always out. Pains. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was pretty difficult. Do you think that was just inflammation from? From the weight. Yeah. You know, from the, the joints having to carry that much weight around. I know, like I notice if I uh, just have extra sugar in my diet, mm -hmm. I get joint pain mm -hmm. in my knees particularly. Mm -hmm. um, but that is, you know, things that, I, I talk to people about this all the time because like when you're a kid, you are basically just born into whatever your parents' diet's going to be. That's right. how it was for me, which mm -hmm. was Dr. Thunders and Mountain Lightnings mm -hmm. and stuff like that all growing up. And it's like it's, you have to, t to learn. And we live in a great time where there's a YouTube video for everything and a, right, and right. a, a Quora or a Google form or something. But you know, I, we always had dessert after supper every single night. We had to have a dessert, whether it was a scoop of ice cream or a brownie. And this was growing up. I mean, that was what my dad expected was a dessert with supper. And that's how we were raised. What sort of dietary changes have, have you made? Well, for the first 18 months, I was, you know, lean meat, lots of steamed veggies, watching everything that goes in, making sure I get like 80 to 100 grams of protein a day. And then my husband decides to go vegan. So that was a complete change for me because, um, you know, I'm going from eating all these lean meats to my husband saying, I don't want any dairy or oils or, you know. Dairy, dairy jacks with me. Oh, yeah. I, I it, can't do it anymore. And I can really tell a difference if I drink something that has milk in it versus a soy or almond milk. Oh, yeah. you can. Yet, yet all growing up, all my whole public school education, let me get an extra chocolate milk with right. that lunch tray, please. Right. I, that, that was it. That like was. chocolate milk. And then mm -hmm. that was a habit that carried over into my adulthood. And people say like, oh, you, chocolate milk is the greatest mm -hmm. post-workout recovery. Like. It's not great for your digestion. Right. Most people, yeah. I mean. Well, I can tell. Yeah, me too. Do you do, you do any, um, like I've started doing kombucha 
uh, the last probably six or eight months. I've tried it. I just, I can't stomach it yet. Do you do anything for probiotics? No. That is, that's one thing I have found has really eased my digestion. Like I was, I was having some weird kind of pain in my stomach and it has been gone for months, but that is, I started doing kombucha and a, uh, like vitamin D and, uh, just a, a really, uh, nice garlic supplement. And it's like, I've stayed really regimented with that, but the kombucha is a really good probiotic. So. I do, um, aloe vera. I take a one of those tabs and a slippery elm for my stomach. Okay, how very see that? Um, I had this surgery like six years ago now, hernia repair. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I got out of the hospital, I had this autoimmune disease pop oh, no. up. It was like a a, ty- a, a weird type of psoriasis. Mm-hmm. My dermatologist uh, Angela Styles, she said it was gutate psoriasis, but it like it just went away. Mm-hmm. In the last two winters, it, like it's kind of flared up in these like very small areas, like an area where like my elbows would be like on my or like my forearm would be on my desk. Like it's almost like a contact now. But uh, I was just reading an article yesterday talking about how aloe vera is good for psoriasis treatment and mm-hmm. just as a uh, internal and external, you can right. ingest it. Right. Um, so. <clears throat> What uh, th- this was, uh, so now I, I perceive you as this confident, mm-hmm. strong person, mm-hmm. right? Like Complete lifestyle. Uh, yeah, when I see, I'm like inspired by your posts on okay. Facebook. So like, uh, how did this affect your perception and confidence like to engage societally more and otherwise to do more things for yourself to just kind of have this lifestyle that, you, that you're doing right now? Well, once I started having the weight loss, um, everyone would ask me, you know, what I had done. And I I wasn't one of those to say, you know, diet and exercise, because a lot of people that had had gastric bypass had said um, they weren't going to tell anybody. But I wasn't one of those people because I tried everything. You know, if something worked for me, you know. why would I hide that from somebody Mm -hmm. so you know I was upfront and honest with everybody whenever I had the procedure done Um, so if they come out and ask me hey what have you done how long has it been since you had it done uh, the 27th of this month will be three years okay yeah so I was 309 pounds when I attended my first seminar and then um, I'm 170 now so my BMI's went from 46 and a half to 25 and you and you have lean muscle, like yeah. Yeah, like I saw you flexing in the mirror yeah. the other day, and I like that's the type of stuff I'm talking about. And I know that there has to be like fr- from from now to this photo that I said I saw right. this sort of perception change. Like the way I perceive you changed. I was like, wow, I never knew Robin was this interesting of a person, or you know, it's just like, and I wonder why why that is if we if it is when we don't have good wellness, we kind of disengage or um, people disengage from us that have, I I don't know if what the disconnect is, but I just thought it was so interesting. The perception change. I wondered how your perception had changed. Well, as soon as I was able to start working out, you know, I got the clearance at like four weeks. And so I just started and I never stopped. So I worked out and toned while I had my weight loss. So it, it helped my body recover a lot faster, and it helped with the skin and the stretching and everything. Um, but 18 months is when I started joining Forza and doing the kickboxing fitness classes, and I've been doing that now for the past year and a half, and 
that's a total body that's an workout. anaerobic that's yeah. a, such a unique like when you when you do something like hit a bag and alternate oh, yeah. those yeah, it's great yeah well what uh, what other things have you been doing uh, just like overall wellness wise exercise i mean even myself i own a gym and i have to go do cardio right. at st mary's you know yeah. so what, what are some things that you've been doing that just well, is working for you i am a competitive speed walker now um i usually uh help to coach this women's group in russaville who teaches women how to get off the couch and do their first 5k so it's runnerville's training group is what we're called and we'll start this february but um last february i i didn't want to be a coach because i didn't feel like i had enough time to to give them what i needed because we're adding on to my work i saw that um so that's thing too i want to talk about later so so um I said, I'll just sign up and learn how to walk from, you know, Bentley was one of the speed walkers there at the clinic and he's the, one of the best male speed walkers in the state. So I wanted to just train with him and I was good, really good. So that's what I do. I, I'm a competitive speed walker. Um, I've won overalls, numerous 5Ks. Um, I trained throughout the whole summer because my goal was to win the overall for the Soaring Wings 10K in Conway, and I did. Nice, um, so nice. I, I do a lot of speed walking. Don't do that at the gym on the treadmill because um, I'm too worried about tripping on the treadmill because of the movement. Yeah. Since I can't, you can't, you have to keep one foot on the ground at all time when you speed walk. So. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's all, yeah, okay. Yeah, and I like doing uh, the Stairmaster. Um, I do that a lot, and um, there is a, um, it's called an art trainer there at, Pl- at Planet Fitness. I, I use that one a lot. S- the super convenient, what is that? Is Planet Fitness essentially, for what they offer, about the only 24-hour gym yeah. around Yeah. Um, for convenience? I mean, even St. Mary's, they have good hours, but I was like, I would have gone today mm-hmm. to this, like sauna and stuff before you came over. They don't open until 1, so yeah. I'm, I'm going to go after we get yeah, there. Yeah. But... Um, Stair climber's great. Uh, do you do the elliptical very much? Not much. The art trainer is similar in the movement, but it works my arms also. So Nice. Um, how, like, uh, have, aches and pains wise, all that's kind of gone. gone away. Mm-hmm. Nice. The, the only aches and pains I feel is a good soreness after a really good workout when Heather kills us in the mornings. Good. good. And if you don't feel it, then you're not doing it right. Yeah. It, th- th- well, and that's it. Like, that's what I'm so interested in, like with Cody and you is, is again, like what, just like say you're in front of the bag and I mean, yeah, you got Cora Heather there yelling at you and do this many of this or push ups or whatever it is, but you could still do that half-heartedly mm-hmm. and not experience the result. Right. So it's like, it's a transformation and that kind of thing too of this like to push yourself in all areas not just like you oh, i'm going to you know cut out red meat or mm-hmm. or whatever minor little changes w- that we always make to kind of try and better things but uh it, what other things wellness wise this overall approach have you altered i started biking oh, okay okay well i like uh, what uh you just uh trails here in Mountain town biking i i like that better than road biking dave got me a road bike so i'm trying to do that but it's riding with traffic you know when when i'm on the streets doing my speed walking you go facing the traffic but riding along with the traffic it's kind of scary it's a head trip yeah i i 
I used to have this thing. It's called an urban bike. It actually got stolen when I lived at my apartment. But uh, it was good. It was, I rode it back and forth to campus. Uh, I lived over at Shadow Lake, so I could just hop over on Phoenix. and just. Uh, I, actually, I would go down to El Paso usually and just cruise in. But uh, it was. I was always scared, and I remember one time somebody passed me, and I was just like doing what I, and i was being courteous and everything mm-hmm. and just riding down the road and they're like sidewalk asshole yeah. and i was like it's against the law to ride on the sidewalk guys i'm sorry mm-hmm. but i had somebody kind of like there was a weird traffic exchange i don't even really remember how it went but i had a wreck and then i kind of stopped urban biking a whole lot um it was nice to drive to campus but um I liked going riding on Bonadilla and doing trails and stuff too. Where'd you get your bike at? Here in town? Yeah, at Cars. Cars. Mm-hmm. They have a they have a great selection. A lot of mm-hmm. lot of brands. I bought mine at Papa Willie's back in the day, which they for a while the same guy was their uh, bike guy. Doug, oh, nice. Doug was his name. But um, so biking, just just general. You have a fitness membership. You you do cross training, so you train at our gym. Mm-hmm. That's I can't say enough about that. Just the overall approach, like you can't. It's like you can't do just one thing. You right. can't just go walking. You, right. You have to mix it up and find. What what advice would you have for people? Have you tried things that you didn't like and just discarded it, or do you just make yourself do things you don't like, or what? You just got to make yourself do things because you'll find something you don't like in everything you do. That's a great. That's a great point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, do you supplement? What uh, like do you take? Uh, like I was saying, I'm gonna take vitamin D and garlic and fish oils. I and always have to, I because of the my procedure. I always have to take multivitamins um, and calcium citrate mm-hmm. um, just because the malabsorption with the rerouting of my intestines. Um, I have to take a calcium supplement for the rest of my life. So yeah, uh, okay. So I know I know several people that have had that procedure done and. Either they improve their their situation a little bit or maybe not at all. Right. Or maybe in a shorter term than you have. So that but that's what I you know, like what is notable about all this. Uh, And then, too, I know somebody that had the procedure done. So friends with Cora and then she got it reversed. Like she was able to go in and like, I guess not um, get it undone so she could like her stomach would be bigger again. I don't know. Have you heard of that? Mm-mm. Yeah, so um, I don't know if they like. Uh, maybe she had the band procedure yeah, done. Is that a different? The, yeah, you can yeah. have the band taken out, and it gives you your full amount of your stomach back after that. Yeah. Do you know anything about that? Is that like the same procedure that you? That's a different procedure. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm uneducated. Yeah, so it's okay. All right. That's why I wanted to have you on, though. Like, yeah. what would you say about either one of those procedures? I'm sure you did your research. Well. The, the band, there's always slipping. You know, every procedure, it's, it's different for everyone. But with the amount of weight that I needed, that was the, the best option for me was the gastric bypass. I needed to have that. Um, if you eat something you're not supposed to eat, there's repercussions. You know, you'll yeah. get sick. You'll know it. But with uh, the other surgeries, you could, like, if you had the sleeve done, they, you can have slider foods and it goes right through you, so you don't have yeah. the difficult um, problems with um, getting sick if you eat something you're not supposed to. Um, I needed to have that mentally because, you know, I was a food addict. And, you know, what was what was your weakness like diet wise? Well, if you don't mind, everything, 
always I thought about food constantly. Maple donuts. I would eat breakfast and think about what I was going to have for lunch. And when I was eating lunch, what am I going to have for supper? And we based our vacations around what restaurants and we had our meals planned out. And it was it. It's an addiction. It really is. And it's it, it's an addiction in that, like, I have this cold brew coffee right here. I'm definitely addicted to it. Oh, it like, I wake up and I'm like, I need yeah. it. And then I drink it and I feel great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is definitely something like caffeine, sugar. Like, when I, you notice yourself almost going through a minor physical withdrawal. Mm-hmm. In a very similar sense that somebody, like, d- d- taking a pharmaceutical and then not taking it would experience. That's what mm-hmm. just... Yeah. Having had surgeries and stuff and, and taking hydrocodone for a couple of weeks and then not taking it or this and that, you notice a Change. kind of a difference yeah. and the couple of days of roughness and irritability. And that is, you know, uh, with food, you it's like you almost wouldn't think that. It's like that's it's definitely not something that uh, I learned growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to uh, like age and figure it out. Have you had any issues with like uh, with your digestion post-op, like uh, indigestion, anything like that? Um, I battle constipation. That's that's about it. But I've finally with the I got the right amount of senna going that I'm regular. So um, do you do you do like fiber supplements or anything like that? No. See, like I am looking for a good fiber supplement to just keep consistent because I do like if I I like just mixing like a fiber supplement, something like this. And I have this um, like these uh, Alliance main mushroom, mm-hmm. non magic mushroom, mm-hmm. uh, some powder and you can put it in about anything. Oh, wow. And it's it's so good for just clarity. Like I've only been doing it a short time. I already noticed the difference. Mm-hmm. But um you know, like I'm talking to people all the time about this, like what works for you? Is that going to work for me? Is it going to work for a student that asks me advice and I can say, well, let's work for Robin or, um, well, uh, so tell me a little bit about your job. Like for me, I'm like, uh, you know, probably uh, you work, is it a retirement home? Like it's, it's a skilled nursing facility. And okay. also long-term care. Okay. Um, what sort of residents do you serve there? Um, we have private pay residents. We have residents that are total care. Um, we have one assist. I mean, we have various different levels. It's not like an assisted living. Um, we we provide 24-hour care there. So from CNAs to nurses, um, we have rehab also. If they want to come in for a short stay for rehab, we have rehab suites. Um, 120 beds, currently have 112 residents, and hopefully the 1st of January, my 700 hall will be open. So that'll give me a total of 140 beds. Oh, nice, nice. Um, How many employees do you have? I manage about 165. Wow. Yeah, you're doing a large-scale operation there. I mean, and how does this work? Is this a um, federally funded? Is there some attachment there? Is this a state well, thing? We're, we're governed by the Office of Long-Term Care. Um, CMS mandates we get paid Medicare and Medicaid funding. So, of course, everything that we do there, we have to abide by the rules of the government. Um, I've so- got a, a rubric over here for work right now, so I know. Yeah. what you're saying i have to i have to start calculating how many minutes i sign of work outside of class because uh-huh. of the federal mm-hmm. government but yeah. anyway so, that's, so i can't imagine what you're dealing with oh, with yeah, that many employees mm-hmm. um do you have uh what is your what's your job entail as a leader of this facility because i mean you are, are you, as the administrator yeah okay. i run the whole facility 
I have uh, department heads for every, uh, I have a supervisor for laundry and housekeeping. And then my director of nursing, she oversees all of the nursing personnel, which is all the direct care. And that's the LPNs, RNs, and CNAs. So she has the biggest portion of the departments. Um, and then I have um, all of my administration um, and my dietary manager. She oversees the kitchen and she's wonderful. They're all wonderful. I have yes. a great team. Yes. I really do. Well, that's great. So you have uh, what we would say in historical military terms, a cohesive command structure. Yes. You know, that was one thing I was reading. I was down in a Civil War rabbit hole for work. Uh, and I was reading that is it, every general has to kind of go through a sort of a training period with their army before they go in the field where they're not only training their soldiers, infantry and the cavalry and stuff like that, but they are training their command structure. They have to create the non-existent cohesive command structure between the general and the captains and the lieutenants and, and on down the line. And it's a process that if you don't go through it, mm-hmm. And you're lightly trained. You're gonna you're gonna struggle in the field. Is the idea, and that was why. And you know, until Gettysburg, the North won no significant battles for that reason. They they didn't have time to create the command structure. So, um, do you have like HR department payroll and yes. all that? So yes, my HR does the payroll. Um, we contract with a company in Fort Smith that does does our payroll for us, uh, the check part of it. Um, I have a business office manager, an admissions RN, who's also my discharge RN. I have medical records, um, CNA supervisors, CNA lead CNAs, um, a therapy department. Do you have to do committees and stuff like that to kind of? Oh yes, we have. Yeah. We have life safety committee. We got a weight loss committee, a med review committee, QA committee. If there's a problem, there's a committee for it. Yes, yes. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's good. I mean, that these are the types of things that um, I serve on a couple of committees at work mm-hmm. myself. Um, and I pick different ones so I can empathize with different mm-hmm. things, that, you know, within the where it's like people that got dropped out of class or financial aid and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, so what got you into this line of work? How long have you been doing this? That, I remember when that facility opened. Um, what, what got you here? Uh, well, in... Um, in 1996 is when I graduated high school, and um, I was set to go um, to college, but um, the Lord had different plans for me because I was pregnant, and I ended up not going to college, so I went to be a CNA instead. I'm 17 years old, starting out at a nursing home to be a CNA, and um, it just grew from there. I fell in love with it, um, went a year later after Ash was born into nursing school and got my LPN and started at a nursing home in Dardanelle in 1998. And Ooh, I think maybe my one of my students' moms, she, she does a nursing home in Dardanelle. I don't know uh-huh. if it's the same one. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Brashear at the gym. His mom does something over in Dardanelle yeah. with a nursing home. So, But I worked there till 2013. And that's when I went to be the administrator at a um, facility that they acquired in Lamar and worked there for... What was the name of that one? It was it was Countryside in Lamar. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Then they acquired it in May of 2013. And Is that right on 64? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And it w- we were there long enough for them to purchase land and buy the new fa- or build a new facility for us. Did you guys run into any... Um, 
not you directly or maybe you directly when that facility was being built with any controversies or anything around it i remember like somebody because there's that like really nice house sitting right there mm-hmm. and you guys the, 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 there's a berm you know and stuff right. but i i remember hearing people gripe and stuff being from clarksville and the owners never said anything negative to us but the house has been for sale several times since we put the facility in uh, but they never come over they were always the nicest that's you know. good that's good well i mean it's not you know that's something that people kind of complain about i know a guy um here in town and his neighbor he had he kind of had this through the trees view of the lake and his neighbor built there's like a big kind well, of kind of an open spot and his neighbor built a carport there on his land that he owned and this guy lost it oh, it's like you ruined my view mm-hmm. you ruined it and i so just seeing people act that way i was just like yeah but you like you didn't buy the sky right, over right, there right. man it, it, but yeah uh and i heard i heard i heard about this guy on facebook he, i'm friends with him i know who he is and then one of the guys at the gym works on the crew he's one of my boxers works on the crew that was building the carport and he said he came over there was losing it and i was just like what like and he just it kept as an unfolding story and i was like dude i bought a guitar from that guy i know who you're talking about that's crazy it is it is but that's i wondered if you dealt with anything like that well that's great no um they were and the whole community of Clarksville was just ecstatic to have something. You know, we're the only skilled nursing facility in the county. And yeah. for Clarksville to have something like that um, for, compared to the, the facilities that were there. Are there any other facilities there now? No. There was one. I grew up on Central Street down there on the Spatter Creek Levee. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, there was one down there. It's like by the post office and that gigantic Methodist church. Clarksville Retirement Center. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah it's still it, there. It's still there, but it was very small, yeah. and um, but, but it was probably like five houses down the street from where I grew up. Mm-hmm. I lived next to the last house down that street, like right on the Nature Trail. Yeah, and, yeah, no, it's still there. Yeah, um, are you? Are you? Some of your residents are they drive themselves around? No, 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 no when, not when at all. When they come in there, they they don't leave the facility. They don't drive. Um, they're they need 24-hour care to live there okay and you in i've seen and i i'm without uh going dropping names i I know some people that work there but you guys provide all sorts of activities for these people right like what are some awesome things you do for your residents oh my gosh what don't we do for the residents um i have two great activity directors um jennifer she's over the Big, biggest portion of the facility. And then I have Ben. He's okay. Over. Yeah, Ben. See, Ben and I graduated yeah. together. We. I have been over the observation unit, which is a unit that is a secured unit for. Um, it's a thirty bed unit for residents who have um, dementia that has progressed to where they're having behaviors or elopement issues, or they're a wonderer, um, or if they're a frequent faller, we put them back there because there's closer monitoring on that hall. Uh, it, so with Ben. Mm-hmm. He posts that he does some things like one thing I want to talk to you about within this topic was just music and memory. This yeah. is something that I own 20 instruments. Don't tell course. I don't think she knows I have mm-hmm. that many, but I, I, and I notice it's almost like doing my times tables when I play scales on the guitar and do things and patterns or when I was working my logic equations, like you just, it's, I think it's positive for your brain. But uh, what what do you know about that? I mean, have you seen direct results? Like, what's what can you say? Um, we 
we had a little lady who um, got very upset more so in the evenings and, and come to find out she knew how to play the piano and it just been putting her in front of that piano brought back her memory of playing and then she started teaching we let we ben was like okay well let's do classes to where you're teaching some of the other residents how to play and so she'd sit there and as she felt as an instructor she's teaching these residents how to play and completely reversed her agitation and anxiety that she was having wow yeah wow see that's i'm all i really um I derive a lot from just watching mm-hmm. so like my classes, how students are acting in the hall outside my office and in the classroom and in the student center. But just like uh, this, the empirical observation of what you see day in, day out in the aging community. Like, what do you think some of the main issues these people are facing? Like, I mean, are they disenfranchised in any way i mean what there i think the biggest thing with them is not being able to tell us what they want so you're you're having to watch them and their mannerisms and try to figure out okay is it because they're hungry are they hurting do they need to go to the bathroom um i have a crew that's really good with interviewing the family and talking to the resident getting as much knowledge as we can on these residents so that when they start having or developing different types of problems, um, they can pinpoint it. Okay, well, you know, one lady, she was for a stranger. So we thought she was attempting to elope every day going to the door. Well, it comes fun out. She lived her life outside, and all she wanted to do was go outside and sit on the patio in the sun. Yeah. You know, it's something just as Minor. simple as, yeah, Routine. just reading reading into it more with the family and, and getting to, you got to know your people. I mean, this is, it's so much patient-centered care out there. you got to know. It, it can't be everyone is treated the same way. You have to individualize it to where you're dealing with that one person. What has this done for your like personal empathy level oh. over time? Well, it, I can't. I can't imagine honestly. You, you have to. You have to love what you do, and a lot of these re, a lot of these residents don't have that family there, but we're their family. And um, I've sat with a lot, even as a nurse and a CNA. I've sat with a lot, holding their hands while they're passing on to the next world, you know, but somebody has to be there with them. And I'd rather be there with them knowing that they're being taken care of than um, worry that they're not. Yeah, Um, that's got to be so rough. Like, I don't even like going to the hospital. Yeah. You know, like uh, my dad was recently in the hospital, of course, grandpa. And it's just like a bleak reminder. Like, Mm -hmm. that's just like a tiny glimpse into what you have to see every day Mm -hmm. so yeah i'm sure that's and of course we we, you know this their home so we don't just sit around and say okay well you know they're here and you know it's the end of their life no we live life to the fullest when they're there i mean we have parades we have parties we do karaoke i mean uh, what's something you've done recently i saw you guys doing something that looked super fun uh, for and i was like yeah that's awesome did you do like a, a, a pageant or something or was it some we've, sort of a costume party? We've done pageants. We had costume party on Halloween. Okay. Uh, all the residents dress up. and That's probably we, what I yeah, saw. It's just yeah. recently. Yeah. yeah. 
Thanksgiving. Do you guys do anything for Thanksgiving just recently? I'm sure that's or the holidays hard for yeah. these people. Yeah, we do a great. I mean, they have a really good Thanksgiving dinner. We'll have it for Christmas also. But any of them that wants their family to come there and eat with them, they're, they come up there and have a have a meals with them. And, and a lot of them get checked out and taken home, too. For, that's good. And, and that's good, really good for them. So, Do you see the residents like forming deep personal connections one another oh, yeah. becoming friends. We have clicks. We have a lot of clicks. That's funny. Yeah. We have a little hens that sit out there and watch everything that goes on in the hallway and they gossip about everything. If I want to know something that's going on, I go talk to them. I had one little resident who used to be a, she was a past administrator so she'd come and tell me what I needed to know about what was going on in the oh, evenings wow. because she knew I needed to know. So. Wow. Yeah. Of course, you develop your fate. You have your favorites. You know, you're not supposed to, but it, you you got your favorites there, and and those are the ones that are, it's even tougher on when something happens to them. Do you? Um, are there a lot of facilities like yours around the state? Um, yeah, um, Russellville actually has Russellville Nursing Center and Stella Manor and. Um, Legacy Heights, they're the three in Russellville that are the skilled nursing facility. What's the, are they trying to build a new one or is one of those the new one? I remember Russellville's a, the newest one. Okay, which there was, wasn't there a facility they either built or couldn't, they wanted to build it on Marina. It was very controversial. Oh, that was, that was an assisted living facility okay. uh, that was trying to go up on Marina. Village, and it got blocked. And I it guess. got blocked, but they, they moved down. They're actually, they built right next door to my house. It's the Arbors. Okay, where is and is this out kind of towards Center Valley? Um, Bradley Cove Road. Okay, okay, yes, yes. Yeah. I, I was down past Flying J. Yeah, yeah. I was driving uh, driving around over that way a few months ago and saw and drove past and I was like, that's where they put that thing. Yeah, yeah it's a complete assisted living. Yeah, kind of, kind of, um, not too far outside of town, but yeah, little, right next door to me though. Little stones throw, yeah. Fence up though. So. Yeah, yeah. I hope they didn't impede on your view, no. but but at the same time, it's like no, I, I would have empathy if they did. No, I, mean, I, I would much rather it been them than it could have been anything. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, exactly. An assisted living facility, you know, that possibly, you know, if they ever needed to have some rehab, they could always come to my place for some rehab and I'd bring them back home, you know, when they were yeah. ready to. So I, I'm I'm good with it. Yeah. What uh what are some other interesting things you've seen on the job that's just like you it's either something you've learned from seeing it or like something that blew your mind? I mean what would what, Oh man, there's I know there's gotta be a ton of things there's but a ton of things. But like with the lady teaching piano, like the, like those types of things. Like that's the stuff that like breakthroughs that, that you can apply to other clients, you know? Mm-hmm. Um that's interesting. Yeah, very. Um man. I know I'm asking a ton of questions. You, you don't have to answer no, all. No, no, it's. I only had four I, written down. So it's many turned things into 50. That, that they can look into and read with these residents. But have you guys um, noticed anything with like I know like music? But mm-hmm. I've been talking to people about this a lot. I have about, and I mean, I'm what society would call an intellectual, right? But I have about a seven-page reading comprehension. Uh-huh. But if that book. Like uh, some of those books have uh, pictures in them. The ones on the bottom are martial arts books. But the ones on the top, about seven pages a day, and then I'm done. Mm-hmm. And I'll just like notice, like, what did the last page and a half say? I don't remember. But if I listen to the audio book, mm-hmm. my comprehension is through the roof. Mm-hmm. Like I could listen for two, three hours. 
so i'm an i'm an audio audio visual learner like do you know do you see any differences uh like in in that in mm -hmm. this community of people well i had one lady who couldn't even tell you what her name was she didn't recognize her family didn't know anything other than you know we'd have to tell her to go from a to b to c in that order or she wouldn't know to do it turned on johnny cash and she could sing every song oh wow. every word knew every word it stores in your brain mm -hmm. yeah it's there oh you know? wow like how did we how and when did we start figuring that out do you do you know i mean that because that blows my mind uh like uh just I, I don't remember what exactly that but uh do you have any patience with like parkinson's mm -hmm. uh one video i saw a couple years ago a guy with bad tremors mm -hmm. and was able to mm -hmm. it, it blows my mind it just completely stops when they get into a rhythm and they dance in that in that parkinson just like disappears which is back to sort of like routine, mm -hmm. like it's like staying in your routine and your rhythm. Wow. It can be utter, it can be utter chaos there. And Ben starts singing the old rugged cross and every one of them just stop and he has their full attention and they start singing along. He can sing too. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, does he offer classes there? Does he like do a music class for the residents or anything like that? He does everything with music. I mean, that's the biggest part, part of him working back there in the observation unit it's that is why i wanted him back there because of the music yeah. you know he plays the piano he sings he brings instruments he does that um he has he does um like some chair yoga with the residents yeah. and um he does um he does some preaching and he reads through the in the bible for them and you know with that generation that i think that's probably that's what they do that's yeah mm -hmm. i mean and i'm not saying you know i have some younger ones that want some acdc and all that good stuff on but they're not back there with him I, so. it's funny i bought a guitar the other day from josiah that owns midtown coffee and he was like dude sweet guitar it's you know acdc all the way i was like bro this is the same guitar that Derek trucks plays of the tedeschi trucks band and that's why we're buying it mm -hmm. but do you know do you, do you listen to susan tedeschi I bet you would. I don't know what kind of music you listen to, but Derek Trucks played as an 11 year old boy in the Allman Brothers band. Mm -hmm. He was a prodigy. His brother is a drummer, a widespread panic, who Corey and I have seen 25 mm -hmm. times. Yeah. But he married this lady that had the uh, Susan Tedeschi band, and they can, and he had the Derek's Tru Derek Trucks band. Danielle Hausnick and Chris just went and saw him in concert. They just played in Arkansas, gotcha. but he's a slide guitar player, and he was playing uh, with BB King. Mm -hmm. uh, I saw this viral video, and BB King's like, "That's the best slide guitar player I've ever heard." Wow! So this guy, but I, I just recently scored a Derek Trucks. Nice. model guitar i'm very excited about so but that's awesome that that you have that, that when it seems like you have a very um open-minded approach or they're like you ever seen happy gilmore mm -hmm. are there places like that mm -hmm. that's scary mm -hmm. ben stiller on the block yeah there is and you read about it all the time uh, yeah that's um it, it, yeah yeah i mean that's mm -hmm. uh, that's what uh what typically do you see with that? You see lawsuits like what you, does it come to light after years and years and years of abuse? Is it is it financial? Well, you know, it, it, anytime there's an allegation, you know, of anything, whether it's verbal or, you know, we got several different types of abuse that could be alleged. Um, you know, there's steps that we have to follow within a 
two-hour time frame of doing a police report and writing a report up to the office long-term care and and doing a full investigation to find out whether or not the allegation was true or if it wasn't true you know there's steps that we have to go through you know there's been some instances to where things were you know substantiated and they lost their license um, but nothing to the fact of like you know nothing like happy gilmore's going on in my place you know right. but they are out there yeah, yeah. like uh I saw one where like some people were running like a fight club. Yeah. <laughs> like, a, yeah. like yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. not to laugh at that, but it's, it, some it blew my mind. Like there, it's super scary. Yeah. That's, um, that's wild. Do you have any problems with the like residents being aggressive and fighting with each other? Like, um, well, like physically? Well, it's not to the point to where they know that they're doing that. It's more of a, you know, walking by and just you know tapping them on the arm and because they're in their way you know it's nothing that's irritation frustration irritability yeah yeah which all people struggle with that i mean i'm sure and i'm sure they're frustrated and they get frustrated and irritated you know one lady i have is nonverbal, and you know her grabbing you and shaking you is the only way she can get your attention to tell you what she wants you know yeah um yeah wow mm-hmm. way more complex of an operation than i, I knew i knew mm-hmm. it was it was large scale mm-hmm. but that was something that i was like you know, i can talk i can talk to robin about her blowing my mind with her the difference in this picture and that picture and then this because mm-hmm. i knew that um i knew that you could offer some awesome experience-based Mm-hmm. stories so uh well you got anything exciting coming up you doing any races you doing anything goal goal wise what's the what's your next well the runner runnersville training group uh runnersville strong is what we're coming out with this year um february is when we'll start that and the signups will be um coming online for the women in Russellville and the area cities if they want to come they can too um and we teach you over a course of our graduation 5k will be i think may 2nd that we will teach them how to um, pace themselves and do their first 5k and if they're experienced and they want to come join us they're more than welcome to do that too but um, i'm going to be one of the speed walker coaches so if they want to come and learn how to walk really fast i'm all for it cool were there any books or anything anything inspirational that has been helpful to you along the way that you would recommend book wise um i i'm not a i don't read a whole lot um, yeah, that's I'm, if know, it's not an audiobook anymore that is, that is right because i just don't have the time i'm a i'm pod i listen to a lot of podcasts all right right podcasting yeah. yeah so but um that too i'm kind of in a phase where I want information and knowledge more than I want a self-help guru. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I would rather just like talk to more people and try and develop more empathy to more groups Mm -hmm. than, Hey, what does this guy Eric Thomas have to say about how I should live my life? Yeah. You know, which it can be beneficial. And I kind of, I went through five or six years of reading books and watching The Secret and Law of Attraction and Steve Maxwell and all of these things. And I mean, it was helpful at the time, but it's just been more helpful for me to just like focus on my passions and mm-hmm. try and get the right information. So, right. yeah. Well, um, so thanks for answering my 50,000 questions oh, anytime. and taking the time because I know you're busy and um, I just 
wanted to have you come on because I was inspired. So I, I thought some other people could maybe listen to your story and also be inspired. Well, so in any time anyone has any questions about my journey, I'm I'm willing to talk to them. Um, you know, your, your my surgery was only a tool. Um, you have to utilize it. You got to work hard. You can't just sit around and say, "Oh, hey, well, I had this done. We'll let it work its magic," because it don't work that way. Yeah. You know, you got to take that step if it's something you're interested in, because living a life of obesity is even harder. You know, so you got to make a first step to do something. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much, Robin. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Okay.